Hello and welcome to another episode of the 60 Go Podcast. My name's Tom Campbell. Great to have your company. Siebes, week one is ahead of us. Who's the player you're most looking forward to see in 2024? Oh, mate, I think probably because it's this weekend, um, Tom Travojevic. I think, you know, any rugby league lover is um, hoping that he can get a full season in because he's he's so good and, and the history he's had with the injury is, um, yeah, it's such a shame. Absolutely. It'd be good to see him. Play at least 20 games for Manly. If, if if you can bank 20 games, then I think that Manly will be in a pretty good spot uh, come the end of the year. We're going to do our predictions uh, for the year, and we'll start off with the top eight. Uh, let's just start off with the top four for starters, and then we'll do on the, the other part of the top eight. So who's your top four? Um, my top four? Look, I've penciled it in in, in order, but... Yeah, it, look, it, it could fall into any water here. So I've got Panthers, Manly, Roosters, and Parramatta. Parramatta. Um, I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have them in there until Sunday. And look, there's plenty of people who are considered good judges who are talking the Titans up. I'm not one of them. But if the Titans are meant to be talked up as much as you know, or if they're going to be as good as what they're being talked up to be. Well, Para did that in second gear on the weekend, and I know it's only a trial, but both teams were essentially full strength, and Para really looked after them. So, just again, so who was that? Sorry, you had Manly, Parramatta. Don't know Pe- Penrith. A oh, Penrith. Manly. Yep. Roosters. Yep. Parramatta. Parramatta. Okay, so we've got three out of the four that are the same. So, uh, Panthers, Roosters, Manly are in my top four. Uh, and the other one, uh, Storm, for me. I, I, I couldn't split the Storm and the Broncos for fourth and fifth, so uh, I've put the Storm at four. Um, Manly's the interesting one, obviously going to raise a lot of eyebrows. Uh, I think, and I know it's tough for you to talk about because your brother's the coach, but I, I tell you what, this team's got a lot of points in them, and they're going to win a lot of games by scoring a lot of points. They're also at that... Um... Their squad is at that point in time where, yes, they've always had some experienced guys, but the um, the young fellows are now 50, 60, 70 games in. Um, and I think that's when you really see the the difference in guys that are showing potential and guys that are actually going to be stars. So, you know, your Jason Saabs, your, your Coolers, Olukowatu, um, Paseka, Sipley. Um, there, there's some really quality players there and they're actually – you know, all of a sudden, they've played 70 games of, of first grade. And I think everyone saw what happened with Broncos where they finally got to that point where all those young guys got to 50, 60, 70 games. Um, certainly the experience helps. But for me, regardless of any of that, if Tom Trevojevic stays fit, they are um, pushed for the top four. Simple as that. Um, if he's not fit, if he only plays half a season like he, he did last year, well, then they're in a fight to make the A. But that's how important he is and that's how good he is. Here's the thing about Manly, though. In previous seasons, uh, up until the back end of last year, Ruben Garrick was the slot in fullback for when Tom missed games. Tom's going to miss games, whether it be origin or injury. He's going to miss a few games here and there. Uh, and I'm not saying Garrick did a bad job, but the job that Cooler did at the back end of last year was just out of this world. And so he yeah. provides an extra gear that Manly can go to when Tom's not there. Well, it's... 
I think you would agree that when Ruben Garrick plays fullback, he's a safe option. He does the job. Ruben Garrick is an elite winger. I think he'll actually be a very good centre as well. So I think that's probably you know a wait and see. But I do think he'll be an excellent centre. Um, but you're right, Cooler. He's got X factor about him when he moved back to fullback. And again, if if and when Tom misses games, um, I think that'll be the way they go. And it certainly, um, yeah, they, they looked sharp when he was there last year in those last few games. The, the Manly team of this year remind me a lot of the Broncos team of last year. Their back five, speed, total speed yeah. across the board. And they're like the, the addition of Luke Brooks. I don't think there's a single person cheering against Luke Brooks uh, going into this year. He's, he looked really good in, in the first couple of trials that he had. Um, I, when DCE goes and plays Origin, he gives them a really solid halves option there. I, ha- I saw a list the other day of all the halves Cherry Evans has played with not named Kieran Foran. It's a list not to be desired. It's it's not the greatest no. list ever. So this, think, um, this, this is potentially the best halves partner he's had. Yeah, it is, mate. And I think, you know, if you, you look at that list, would, would Blake Green be the, the best player on that list that he's played in the halves with? And look, to be fair, he's a toiler. Yep. Yep. He, he probably is, to be fair. So, uh, look, really exciting times for Manly. And I I know I know it's a tough conversation to talk about because it is your brother who's coaching the team. But you know what? It, it's it's almost funny in a way, Steve. I, I think there is a bit of pressure on Manly this year because they've got a great squad. Like, you can't look at this squad and think, oh, they're, they're, they're no hope of, of making top four. Like, you know, and to be fair... I think that there's probably six genuine chances for the top four. So, you know, if a, if a team finishes third, that might only be one win above six. So it, it could obviously change a little bit. But this Manly squad is is deep, first of all. It's the deepest it's been in a few years, and it's bloody good. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with with most of that. Um, I think I think making the top eight is a must. Like, if they don't make the top yes. eight, look, I... They think with the squad they've got, they've underachieved. Again, injuries, suspensions play a part in that. It can derail a season very quickly. But I think that the team has the ability or the talent to make the top four. That's where I've got them at. And I just think there's going to be some teams that, you know, naturally they always fall away a touch um, and and teams improve. And um, they've certainly got, you know, some some depth in the halves finally. They've got some depth in their outside back finally and, um, you know, are they a prop short? I don't know. It all depends on whether or not Paseca and Sipley continue to come along. Josh Aloye didn't have the best year last year compared to what he had done the previous two. But we've got to remember that he came off that World Cup where he injured his knee. He really missed a whole preseason. And then he was in and out with injury for a long time during the year. So I'm not going to put a line through him just yet. I do think um, a, a signing that hasn't been spoken about anywhere near enough is the Nathan Brown signing. I think he brings that little bit of um, aggression and um, and leg speed into their pack as well. So at times, you know, they can be a little bit one pace. Like I wouldn't swap Jake Trevojevic for anyone. He would be the first forward that I pick in, in any team that I would ever be involved in. But he's one paced. If you've got someone like Nathan Brown coming on and adding that leg speed, it's a, a different. Um, it's just a different look at the pack. That's one hundred percent correct, and I think that they can take a lot of confidence out of the end of last year. They belted the teams that they should have beaten, and put them to the sword. 
and the and the two games in particular that really stick out in my brain, the one against the Warriors, where they should have received a penalty right in front of the end of the game to win oh, the yeah. game. And the other one was against the Panthers, where they lost 20 to 10 or 20 to 12, one of those. And they got a couple of really dud decisions. I remember a Liam Martin knock on for a try that wasn't called. Um, and they got a couple of really dud decisions then. But to go and with the amount of injuries that they had at the time, no Tom, obviously, to push those two teams who were top four teams and Panthers went on to win the premiership, I thought that that showed leaps and bounds uh, as far as their progression throughout the year. And they did make, uh, they did miss the eight last year. Um, but I think if you look at their form over the back sort of eight weeks of the season, it'll be one of the most impressive form runs of the of the competition, particularly with the amount of injuries. You mentioned it. You could go, you know, finishing third or sixth could be one game. Well, I think last year, two of the teams that I've got in my um, top four both missed the eight, but they were a point and two points respectively out of the eight. So, you know, it's it's a win. It's a both of them had golden point games in, in para and manly, and um, that's how close it is. And and you said there's six teams that could make the four. Oh, I reckon that whole top eight that I've, I'm going to name could make the four. It, it wouldn't shock me, you know, any of them. Um, I think legitimately you could you could mount an argument. I've got my personal t- um, tip for the for the premiership, and we'll talk about that later. But I reckon you could mount an argument. There's t- ten teams that. If things went their way and they got hot at the right time, could win the comp next year or this season. Well, the other one I want to talk about is Parramatta because a bit of a spoiler alert, I don't have Parramatta in my eight. So I wouldn't have thought you would. So if Parramatta would have... Sorry about that later. If Parramatta would have missed the eight, um, obviously huge ramifications of Parramatta. Brad Arthur's probably gone. Um, There'll be a lot of changes. Uh, so I th- there's no doubt that this is a bit of a fork in the road as far as the Brad Arthur tenure at Parramatta goes. Um, does it concern you, Junior Paulo, another year older, we have seen these bigger forwards really start to slow down once they hit 30. Uh, does that concern you? And also the nine is not an especially strong position for them and they really are reliant on their halves to carry them through. Uh, Yes and no. I haven't seen anything yet that tells me Campbell Gillard or Paul Lowe are slowing down. You know, they both played Origin last year and um, they were were both excellent um, during the year for Paris. So that doesn't worry me at all. Yeah, the nine is a concern um, because, you know, Hans is only just starting his career and Lussick's a bit of a journeyman. So, you know, for sure, that's a, a concern. There's a massive rap on Brad Arthur's younger son, and there's got to be a reason that they were happy to let Reed Marnie go and, and not fork out an extra hundred grand or so for him. When you know, I'm sure they would have found a way to to do it if they thought that they didn't have something coming through. So I'm not too concerned. And and we made a thousand excuses previously about Manly, you know, um, with injuries and suspensions and things at the wrong time around Tommy Trevojevich. Well, you know, Ara had. Dylan Brown gone for a quarter of the season. Campbell Gillard gone for half a season with um, that hamstring and, and then a suspension. Michael Sebo missed, I think, six or seven games um, with, with suspension. And two rounds to go when they needed to win two games, Mitchell Moses, who's their best player, broke his cheekbone. So, you know, they, they did, didn't have a great deal of fortune and, and again, missed the eight by one, one victory. Um, I don't think – I'm not concerned. You know, I'm not saying that they're going to win the 
But I, I do think that with an even even share of luck, like Penrith and Brisbane last year used about 26 players from their squad all year. Para used over 30. So, you know, they get that even share of luck. The, the teams that finished up the top had, I think they make the make the four. I think they have the eight, definitely. They have to start a lot if, better, don't they? If they don't, Brad Arthur's in trouble. Yeah. They have to start a lot better, don't they? Owen Five's a whole. Yeah, they do, for sure. Um, and and that, you know, that start to the year was it was a tough year. There was a couple of two point losses. I think there was a golden point loss as well. Um you, you you swap one of those results and you make the eight. So I don't think it's all um all doom and gloom for power. And the next four? Yeah, the next four. So for me, I'm not confident about a couple of these. So as I said before, there could have been a number of teams that come in. Um, I've got Knights, Broncos, Storm, Sharks. You flip that order in in any way you want. Um, I don't necessarily think they'll finish in that order. I just, I see things with all of those, those squads that, that don't concern me. Concern me is not the, the right word. But I just think that there'll be a dip in in each of those teams um, for for whatever reason. The Storm is the interesting one. So they clearly need a, a middle or two. I think they are um, a little bit one pace through through, through their path, especially when um, Big Nelson's not on the field because at least he's got that you know dynamic um, ball carrying ability where he can break a game open, bend the line, get on the front foot. Everyone else in their pack is a little bit one pace. You know, is that fair? Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think as well, the unknown for them is Nick Meany and the centres. So their centres chopped and changed all year last year. Nick Meany is certainly a good footballer. He's improved out of sight since he's been there. So I think he'll do a job. They've got good wingers. Pappenhausen is is back. He's flying at the moment. So hopefully he gets another run of um, being injury-free like Turbo. Their halves, well, both of them didn't have the best years that they've had, but you know, there's an argument that they were both carrying niggling injuries during the year. And Harry Grant, again, who's the best hooker in the comp, he wasn't good for the last, probably four of the last six weeks. Um, certainly wasn't at his best either. So th- there's excuses there. I think if their spine, obviously, are, are fit and firing and they can get someone to take them forward, they certainly, you know, they push up into contention for the top four again. But a couple of injuries to those key players and, and, no, it's bottom of the eight. I've Not got bottom eight, but yes, yeah. I've got Broncos, Knights, Warriors, Sharks. Now, I'm much more confident with Broncos and Knights, but this is where I found like there's a bit of a gap with the top six to me and the rest. Like Warriors, Sharks. I had about four teams there. Like Warriors, Sharks, Cowboys, and Eels. Take your pick for me. Like it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Really, like it's. There's not there's not a lot between those four teams for me, so uh, it might come down to you know one game separates seventh and eleventh in, in this comp. So uh, I'm much more confident with the Broncos and the Knights. Yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I think the Warriors are again they could they could be top four, and it wouldn't shock any of us. I just think like the Cowboys of the year before, out of their well, their, their regular seventeen. It'd be 13, 14 of them had career best years. Can they do it again? I was, 
I was a little bit skeptical of the Warriors, obviously, but then thinking about it, they brought Roger Tovashek back, who's just looked tremendous in the in the trials. You could not possibly fault him. And so I do think they are going to lean on him a, a little bit, which is probably fine because if he plays like he did in the trials, and he's going to be a weapon for them. Um, and I think that still with Adam Fanuel Blake there, still with Toe Harris, I, th- I think that there's enough there to make the eight. Well, definitely. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, again, as I said, I, I left them out of my eight, but... Yeah, I think that they'll be, realistically, they'll be between 6th and 10th. Give me a, a grand final. Ooh. Oh, look, I'm going to go... Well, I ha- oh, Tom, why are you doing this to me? I've got... <laughs> Can I pass on that till later? <laughs> okay, because I'll, I'll, we'll finish with a... But I've also got two Smokies. All right, all right. We'll finish with the grand final. Uh, Dally M. Dally M. Um, Tom Travoyevich. Yep, fair call. Uh, I thought about Dally Cherry Evans. I thought about going Cherry Evans, but then I thought, you know what, Cherry Evans and Tom are probably going to sabotage each other a lot for points. Um, I've I've gone Kalen again, purely because there's no one to take points off him in that Newcastle team. Whenever they win games, he's collecting three points. Or six points, whatever it is now. He's collected maximum points. So uh, if he stays healthy, then I think it would be very hard to see him not willing, winning the Dally M because the Knights are a good team. Uh, so I think they're going to win enough games for Ponga to collect the points and probably be the Australian number one at the end of the year if he does that. Yeah, I think he takes the um, the Maroons number one back during the spin as well. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, the Spoon. Spoon is the Tigers. I they 100% not, agree. They did not show a thing. There's not one <laughs> minuscule of improvement in them over the trials. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll am, preface am this by saying, no, I'll preface this by saying, I know it's the trials, but they played when they were full strength in their trial. My God, they wouldn't have beat the Capras that game. Like, they were so they, horrific. They were. And they played a, um, they played a 12 man Warriors who only had half a squad playing and struggled to put them away. Like the Warriors actually in the end could have won that game. Yeah. And if that wasn't a trial. I don't know. They look worse. uh, They could be. And if that wasn't a trial against the Warriors, I think the Warriors probably would have won that game. Like, because they would have had full strength teams. I think they would have been able to get it done. And they would have kept. Yes, exactly. And the other thing I think you got to take in mind is, the two overwhelming favourites for the Spoon, the Dragons and the Tigers, right? The coaching difference between Shane Flanagan and Benji Marshall is the moon. Like, it's just, it's and, totally different. Look, and, and the Dragons aren't that bad. They're not good, but they're not that bad. I, I thought the Raiders actually were going to be a, a contender for the Spoon. And I would have said them before last weekend. But again, after watching the Raiders on the on the weekend closely, um, it's like you know what they're, they're going to win enough home games in the middle of winter. They'll upset a, a red hot top four side just because they're good. And, and Ricky Stewart would have you know lost his mind in the dressing room and got him up for the, for the game. Like, they're going to win games, so yeah. You know the dogs. I think the dogs are crap. Um, <laughs> but they're still going to be better than the Tigers. I personally think the Titans. They're going to be better than the the Tigers. So, (laughs) the the dogs. 
the dogs the dogs are going to walk out there with a bunch of 14s and Stephen Crichton. That is their team. They are, they are a team of 14s with Stephen Crichton. Have you had a look at their predicted 17? It's I, I haven't, but I'd imagine it'd be pretty interesting. Look, have we got to a point where for anyone who does bother to listen to us, we're recording this one a little bit later at night. So I think it's after the time I'm allowed to swear. It's shit. <laughs> it is shit. They've got 13 good players. Yeah. And, and 12 I, utility. I, at what week does Crichton get moved to either 5'8 or fullback? Fullback, maybe. I hope they don't move him to 5'8. I hope, I don't know. I, I just think they're a better balanced side if they move anyone to the halves, Burton to to left centre, Crichton right centre. You know, they got some strike on both sides then. Again, though, I still think they'll win more games than what the Tigers will. Yeah, I think so too. Because they've got Reed Marnie, they've got Kickow, they've got Crichton, they've got Burton, they've got Addo Carr. So there's blokes who can create opportunities and there's blokes who can finish those opportunities. So I think you, they're going to win more. Can yeah. you imagine if Happy Coruscant got hurt? What a disaster for them. Unwatchable. What, what about when the Tigers, if they come out and they're unreal and they make the top <laughs> eight, we'll have to back and out ourselves. You know what? It, I hope they do. Because I tell you what, it, it's been it's been a lean run for the old Tigers. And... Um, but it's one of those situations. I'll believe it when I see it. I oh, believe yeah. when I see it because they were they were horrendous. They they were without a doubt, in my opinion, put on the worst display on the trials. If if you they if an alien been, come down, if an alien come down and they just watched the trials, they knew nothing else about rugby league. They would pick the tigers for the spoon. Yeah, would have to. You know, I know um, I know Manly were crap on the weekend, but they had they're all in Vegas, the second- aren't they? In New South Wales Cup seconds playing, let yeah. alone, you know, their actual was so that was that was excusable. Broncos had Q Cup players. Um Roosters and Rabbits, well, you know, again, Rabbits had their, their essentially their second New South Wales Cup team playing at times. So Same of course they were there in Vegas. Yeah. So, you know, there's plenty of excuses there, but well, I don't know. It just doesn't look great. <laughs> Um, grand final. Finish it off. Okay. Well, premiers. Penrith are the premiers. Penrith win again. Um, while Nathan Cleary is fit, I, I won't, you know, say anyone else is going to win the comp. But my, my two are, and again, I've got to a point where Parramatta is within my blood. So I'm always going to think they're a chance. I don't think they're going to be too bad, and I've got them as a smoky. Because they, you don't go from making a grand final the year before. I can see reasons why that um, things didn't go the way they could have last year. So I'm, I'm, it's a forgive for me. And I think that they've got the talent there to make a grand final. And Manly are my other smokies. And, and again, you know, people can bag me, say what they want. Um, I just look at the squad and if they stay fit, they're going to score points. So if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to... Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I'm fading Panthers this year. This is the year for me. I jump off the bandwagon. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the Roosters to win the premiership. And if they're not their grand final day, my God, my God, like this team is too talented not to be well, there on grand final day. 
I agree. You you spoke before about you know the manly squad. The the rooster squad is significantly better than every other squad. Yeah. So the, that in mind, where they've ended up the last few years, um, some of the chunks of the seasons that they've had, realistically, does um, Trent Robinson start to come under fire if he can't get this side at least to a top four? You know, they, they've got to be there prelim weekend. Otherwise, it's a failure. Absolutely. And, you, you know, you just go through their team, like you've got internationals everywhere. You've got a one of the best front rows in the game. You, you're signing one of the best, probably the best bench front rower from Panthers to you. So it weakens Panthers, strengthens you guys. Uh, Lindsay Collins is a machine. Um, Angus is 17. No. Teamless Tuesday today. And yep. he, he was not in there 17. He, he played in the World Cup last year. Yeah. 18, less than 18 months ago, you know. It's their, it's their depth is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So I I well, think if they're not their grand final day, we've got some serious issues. How do you see the Broncos going? Uh, probably probably second second week of the finals. Um, I I definitely think they come back to the pack a little bit, losing Flagler and Farnworth. I think the loss of Farnworth is immense. Um, and Reynolds is only getting older. Yeah, like we cannot keep banking. Reynolds fitness into into the back end of the season forever. And I know that he's just extended for another year. That's that's great news for them. But you know, I I I just prefer other teams this year. I prefer Manly over them. I prefer prefer Melbourne purely based on the spine. You know, Melbourne was able to get to the second I think it was the second week of the finals last year with no Pappenhausen. And so I, I, I just think that there's other improvements there. Oh yeah, second week of the final. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and definitely we'll or was it the prelim? No, second week. And, and we all agree that they were yeah, they were they struggled a bit last year at times. But they still the top four. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh Roosters for me, Panthers for you, and uh we'll see how it goes. They should be a good year, I think. Um there's there's Who's probably twelve uh, I'll go Manly as a smoky. I think they can make a deep run. And if they particularly if they get top four, home game at Brookie. Never know. You might might sneak into a prelim and a grand final. What about um? We haven't spoken about the rabbits. No. See them doing any? I've got them missing the eight. Um, yeah. And big test for them this weekend. I actually now this is where I make myself look like a fool because I'm in one of those last man standing comps for this year. So where you give one tip a week, and yeah. my first my first tip. I like to go with the first game. That way you're stress-free for the weekend. You know what's happening for the rest of the weekend. I'm going Manly in the first week to beat South over in Vegas. I think also, and we've only got a couple of minutes left, but um, shorter fields in, in Vegas, shorter width of the field. So the that left back line should not be as potent for South Sydney. It won't be, but it also takes away Manly's um, blistering speed. They've got on the edges as well. It's probably going to come down to... a a forward orientated game and and rabbits do have a good forward pack. I think it'll be a, a good game of footy. They do. I, I think it'd be a great game as well. Um, probably low, low, lower scoring than you probably think in the end for that game, but uh, should be good either way. Steve, thanks for your time. Should be a good year, hey? Thanks, mate. This has been the 60 Podcast and that is full time. <laughs>